Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Bitsy and Kyrie on WEEI. WEEI. Uh, my understanding is he's made comments around the building that basically indicate he's not happy with where the offensive coaching staff is right now. And I think that that could lead to shuffling at more than just the play caller spot. I mean, we could be talking about a new coordinator coming in with multiple new position coaches. I, I think there are several guys in the staff that are going to be reviewed after the year. And the interesting part about this, uh, Michael, is the one guy I've heard that Kraft actually likes and would like to keep around is the tight ends coach, Nick Cayley, who was up to be the coordinator a year ago, now is on an expiring contract. And I think a lot of people expect would take a look at a job at Vegas in 2023. So you have a lot of moving parts here. And, you know, my, the indications that I've gotten are that, that Kraft has, has expressed to people within the building that he's not happy with the offensive coaching situation, which, of course, mirrors how a lot of the general public feels. Bert Breer from Sports Illustrated's Monday Morning Quarterback speaking to Michael Hawley on NBC Sports Boston about the situation in the Patriots front office as well as the offensive, what do you want to call it, the offensive coaches room, offensive play calling structure, brain trust, brain trust hive mind. I mean, what 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 is it this year? I've got to be honest. It was never that much of a hive mind to me. It's not a coordinator. Well, actually, you it's know what? That, that might actually be a better, actually might be a decent way to put it. Because here's the thing. I, I've always been kind of like, people were worried about, people were so con- wrapped up in the idea that Joe Judge was the quarterback's coach. Or the quarterback's coach has got to call the plays. And I would keep on telling everybody, Joe Judge literally just stood around back there and did nothing most of the time when I was watching him. He was never really. Is that what he does? He was never really calling plays. I mean, like, he would call plays for the second and third units in camp, but it was always Matt Patricia with the ones. Every single time we do this coordinator watch or whatever, there really was nothing to watch. And they threw the little fodder at us about, like, oh, yeah, Joe Judge called plays for Bailey Zappi the whole game. I was like, like, I'm telling you. I'm telling you it doesn't matter. And it ended up not mattering. And most of the time when I watch Joe Judge on the sidelines, he's just off in his own little world. I guess he talks to the quarterbacks sometimes. Like, they've caught him on broadcast. Uh, you know, huddling up with Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, you know, talking to Mac Jones. But most of the time, he, here's here's what I would be interested to know. Is this not the definition of, hey, Joe, what is what, it? Yeah, what would you say you do here? Yes. Yes. That's what I think. Now, I, I'll say this. One thing I would be interested to know is whether or not this is kind of like the defense in that you have a play caller. And you have somebody who kind of does the more design, scheme, game planning aspects. 
not to say that Matt Patricia wouldn't have a hand in that, but what if it was kind of Joe Judge quietly doing more things like play design or we're going to do the game planning part and Matt Patricia is going to coach it up and, and, and he's going to um, you know, call it when the game starts, but he's also being the offensive line coach. So it's like you split the duties that way. I, I don't know if we're ever going to know that, but I would be interested to know because for the most part, I don't know what Joe Judge is doing. Make he's the head ha- coach happy. That's your job. Yes, except that I don't know. I don't know if he's been very happy. I I don't. I don't think they've been very happy. The other thing I I want to ask you. I know Hart has been big on Nick Cayley. He's been all on the Nick Cayley train, like he's his own, like he's a forgotten son or a beloved relative. If if you're listening to that quote right there from from Burt Breer, and we're going to take it with the idea that this might mean something, is Nick Cayley? perhaps more likely to be your offensive coordinator or just as likely to be your offensive coordinator as Bill O'Brien next yes. year. Yes. Okay. I honestly believe I, I believe he is. In fact, I I don't think it's a slam dunk that Bill O'Brien returns at I don't all. Either. Number one. And if if Bill O'Brien returns, he may not just return as offensive coordinator. He might work with, considering that I doubt he's going to want to stay here long term, unless there's some sort of like Hey, Bill, stick around because uh, there might be another Bill leaving in a year, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're looking f- to get back in as a head coach in the NFL, there may be an opportunity up this way. And you were once beloved and favored here. So stick around if you get a chance. That could very well be the case as well. I could just as easily in a, in a growth-related and preventative move see them potentially going with Kaylee, not naming him coordinator next year. Bill O'Brien may be returning in some sort of offensive advisory quarterbacks coach position because no one has been working with Mac this year. Joe Judge, please. We don't Joe count, Judge we don't has count. done squat, zero, nada, zilch, bubkiss for the quarterback-related growth of Mac Jones. Nothing. And if anything, he's had to double down because he's had a play caller who's never done it before and is also sharing double duties with the offensive line, which he's supposed to coach. Oh, and he's also a special offensive assistant and does a lot of other things. They always say, do your job. How come all these guys have five apiece? Makes no sense to me. I could just as easily see Kaylee and O'Brien sort of sharing it. Maybe Bill O'Brien like helps Kaylee learn it while he's also working with Mac because there's a ton, a blank ton of work to do to undo all the damage that's been incidentally yes. done to Mac this year and then help him grow and ascend back into the promising player we saw the tail end of 2021. The annoying thing about this is that, and I've, I've, taught, I've touched on this, the idea that veteran quarterbacks that have had to play in the Josh McDaniels offense have at times said it's a bit counterintuitive, it's a little bit difficult to learn, the terminology doesn't necessarily follow other West Coast sorts, sorts of systems, and so it takes a while to unlearn what you've learned. Mac Jones had to learn that, unlearn it so that he could learn whatever this is. And now and I was going to have to learn something else, but it's not even just learning and unlearning systems and terminology. It will be unlearning the bad habits, unlearning the lack of trust, mm-hmm. unlearning the frustration that he has he has undergone this season and and the the just detriment that it's caused to his growth. Now, the thing with Bill O'Brien is 
and, and I, I've heard a bunch of people say, look, he's got he's got real he's got family reasons, personal reasons from the to, area yep. to want to come back here as opposed to taking another NFL job. His family that, stayed in Houston all this time while he was working in Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that it, it would seem logical that like, hey, we're from here. Maybe we want to go home and we want to set up shop here. My question is, would Bill O'Brien even want to come back if it wasn't for the offensive coordinator position? Right, if he was going to do this whole Matt Patricia sort of, oh yeah, bring you on as an offensive assistant. Like, what would he be getting paid? What would be his role? The the thing that makes me interested about Kaylee is, and I, I've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. I don't know how much this is going to factor in. the The idea that the Patriots have not hired a coordinator since the Rooney Rule was instituted for coordinators. And I realize that this has been a thing in Foxborough long before that. Like, Brian Flores was calling plays, even though he was the outside linebackers coach. Like, this isn't new. Mm-hmm. So so I, I'm not, I am not at all saying there's anything nefarious or any ulterior motive, you know, that, that's, you know, related to that. But I think I, I'm curious because being able to elevate somebody who's already on your staff and not necessarily give them a title – means you don't have to do that. Now there are there are norm there are a number of other reasons, right? Like the fact that if Nick Cayley is uh or, or even Matt Patricia this year, if they're not technically your offensive coordinator, they don't have to talk every week. Josh McDaniels has to talk to the media every single week when he was the offensive coordinator here. But now you get to have Matt Patricia sprinkled in every couple of weeks or what have you. So you get to be more uh Bill's keep, way keep of protecting the, him. Yes, if you will. keep people in the dark. So there are a number of different we reasons you wouldn't have an offensive coordinator brought in from the outside when you could just have Nick Cayley do it. But then why wouldn't you have him do it last year? There's no explanation to me why unless it's just plain Bill thought the more experienced football minds would be able to find a way to coordinate a more progressive, dangerous offense. Funny thing is, <laughs> it's been dangerous just for all the wrong dangerously reasons. Dangerously bad. Dangerously bad. Dangerous to max growth. Dangerous to the offense's health and development. Can, can, it, we, it get, can we get a Russell Wilson drop? Like, oh, you're right, yeah, that yeah, is dangerous. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah it's da- right, it's danger been, woods. Dangerous. It's been danger woods. It's been, da- it's been, so, it's been so bad. And the only way that they're going to be able to keep up with Buffalo, like I said in outlining the three-point plan, is defense, a special teams, or defensive score, and the offense just not making any mistakes. Just don't bleep it up. How? So, yeah, just literally don't. And that's been the way they've been managing the offense for the last several weeks. They have taken a don't bleep it up approach. How can you keep up with one of the most lethal offenses in the NFL unless your defense goes hog wild, goes plays out of their mind, plays their best game in – at least the season, if be, if not beyond. Kyle Duggar is office. possessed with yeah, the spirit of maybe Rodney a, Harrison. A Marcus Jones and a Rodney Harrison, t- like a, a Marcus Jones and a Kyle Duggar touchdown. Marcus I mean, you're Jones, literally looking for both of them. Marcus Jones is possessed with the spirit of Devin Hester. I mean, it's got, it's like like something like that. It's like people are going to have to play completely out of their minds. But the thing is, and and I mean, I just I just hope that there is. I know we talked about running the football because running the football is just important to what this team does. Their best, their best offensive player is a running back. It just is what it is. You got to get in the football. But I hope that with your season on the line, you are not going to sit up here and be waving the white flag at the end of the half or in the third quarter. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're just going to dink and dunk and they just do the short game. No, I'm sorry. You go for broke. It, it doesn't matter. This is a one game season. And in a one game season, you go for it all. If you lose, lose. Lose with nothing left in the clip. 
Can we do that? Oh, you've got to, you. You want to talk about a Texas tornado emptied the clip, loser leaves town, all on the table type game? That's it. Like the players we spoke to today, Mac Jones and especially Matthew Slater, they told us they have to approach it like a playoff game, and there is no future. Do you think? Is this does this mean though? Long view. You think like I could see Joe Judge being told like, all right, we're all right, best of luck. So somewhere else, yeah, or maybe like you can go do special teams again if you're going to yes. stick around. Patricia, I think whoever decides to or that whoever they decide to have call plays next year, he's not getting let go from the team. He'll they'll find no another role for him because Belichick has too much respect for him. I feel like the other per- yes, I think Matt Patricia will be here most likely. The the other thing that I feel like low key probably needs to get talked about is the wide receiver positions. Now, I don't – I'm not saying that, you know, oh, they're going to get rid of Troy Brown and Ross Douglas, but that group has not executed very well. And I feel like you have to look at not just the play design and all that, but but the coaching because some of the fundamental just detail-related things have not been good. And I think that unit does need to get some scrutiny. scrutiny if if only I knew two guys who were here – talking about the wide receivers in the summer, saying and going out on the ledge of, hey, a bunch of number twos and threes coming together for a solid group can definitely be better than a number one receiver. I wonder who those two guys were. Uh, You know, I wonder who those two guys were. They're talking to you and taking your calls right now. 617-779-7937. That's all right. I've had a few freezing cold takes in my day. Helps keep you fresh and on your toes. We see your calls lined up talking about the Patriots offense, Mac Jones, and more. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm just curious, are you at all concerned about uh, a reputation that you that you wouldn't want to have or that you wouldn't necessarily perceive to be a positive one uh, following you or being built in the league? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's just trying to channel my competitiveness in a, in a good way and just continue to be Mac. And, you know, for me, it's, it's all about my teammates and the people in the building. And, um, obviously, want to have a respect for everybody that plays in this league and coaches in this league. So I'm definitely things I can get better at. And just like with execution with football plays, it's the same idea, just trying to grow and earn the respect of people, um, obviously, most importantly, in the building. So um, that's my main focus is just getting better every day and getting ready to play this Bills team. Um, It's going to be a big challenge. So that's what I do every time, and um, that's all you can ask for. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones joining me and Kyrie a couple hours ago on Patriots Monday. Of course, you can get the whole interview if you subscribe to the podcast here at WEI. Use WEI.com and, of course, the Odyssey app as well. Uh, Considering that there have been one in many um, unflattering storylines or at least things that have been dogging Mac Jones, I felt compelled to ask him if he's afraid that he's starting to develop a bad reputation because last week he's called a dirty player, gets sent to FedEx from the NFL, finding him almost $14,000 for the hit on Eli Apple, and then another undisclosed, unnecessary roughness that was $10,000 and change. So that's that, a piece that one, of the action. So that one was at the end of the Ramondre fumble. He was fumbling around in that pile trying to get the ball because he says what it came that, loose. But that's a scrum. Those things had to. Don't people normally even, do that? Christian Fourier will tell you. Even like, Wig, even Wiggy, Wiggy excused like, that one. Yeah, he was like, "That's a scrum. That's he, what happens." He, he, he that's act, where he got fined ten and a half. K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got flied for unrest, unnecessary roughness after after that play, and he said after the game he saw the ball come loose at the end of that, and he was trying to get up there and get it and save that's the game. His job. It, it's funny because being a gamer because Wiggy has a lot of criticism for Mac Jones generally and did say yesterday that he thinks he is a dirty player. At the same time he was like, look, when it comes to the scrums, like there there people will do things that are illegal in like five states just to get to that football. So he was just like, that one don't really care that much about. So Mac is very competitive. We all understand that. But now people are coming for him in a different light because it's the combination of the cheap shots or dirty plays and the on-field antics, uh, uh, the volatile emotions, the, some say, immature histrionics as well. A few weeks ago, you had Julian Edelman on Inside the NFL on the Greg Hill Show in the usual 9 a.m. interview with Boomer Esiason. He addressed the on-field antics from Mac Jones, and he kind of took it to a whole new level. Here's the thing that I really dislike about Mac Jones, if you want to get to the root of it. His, his body language, his facial expressions, his gyrations on the field, 
piss me off. All right, I, 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 there, there's a douchiness to them. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain yeah. it. So all I'm saying is that I don't necessarily know that he's earned the right to act the way that he does at times, like frustrated, looking at the coaches and screaming and yelling and you know, you know, putting his hands to his head. I mean, body language for a quarterback is so important, and I hate when quarterbacks sulk on the sideline. You know, they can't, They have to be above all of that. They have to have the backbone. They have to have the leadership bone. They have to be able to look guys in the face, know what they're doing. So that was Boomer Esiason this morning on the Greg Hill Show saying that he doesn't like the fact that he can be douchey. Like, he took it to that level. I'll share with you this, because the... You know, do you blame Mac? Uh, are you Team Mac? Is it just Mac? Is it Mac and more? Um, obviously, Boomer's comments uh, got some traction even on a Winter Classic Monday here, uh, and especially around a lot of the Boston sports quarters. Uh, Mike Giardi responded to those comments just a couple hours ago saying, a lot of these ex-players talking crap, but how many of them were given an offensive coordinator and QB coach who had never done either job and then given less freedom to use one of his best talents, his ability to process. Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, all fair points, Kyrie, all fair points. So where do you where do you land? What what side are you on here? I I honestly my gut reaction when I heard that from from Boomer is I don't like that. I don't. I didn't really like Julian Edelman saying it. I mean, obviously they the, you are they are absolutely entitled to feel how they want to feel, and you know they are they're more old school. I get it that that's fine, and and to an extent, I think that there is a point to be made there that you don't want to be doing that all the time. And I do think during that Raiders game, his frustration might have been part of the reason he played bad because I just feel like he was out of sorts and he was missing throws that he normally hits. He might get in his own head and throw himself off his block or rattle his own cage, which is unnecessary, but he almost can't help it, it seems. I, I, I think that might have been part of it. Now, here's the thing I'll normally say is that when you see Mac Jones in practice get mad because he missed a throw and, like, pound his thighs or or he'll stomp off and storm off, he's generally the kind of guy who can then put that behind him and then – go on to the next play, do the next thing, and generally not get rattled by it. I feel like that game, the Raiders game, was the one example where I feel like he really kind of let things compound a bit, whereas there have been other times where things have not been going well around him, and he keeps playing, and and he and he does just you know find ways to make decent throws, process things all right. I, I think that these last couple of games in particular, you haven't seen as much of that from him. Where with with kind of the the going off the field and getting mad and throwing things on the sideline or throwing fits on the sideline or what have you, but just just to wrap it up, I feel like my my main thing is, I I just don't always dig it when old heads are like, yeah, you can't have emo like you got you can have emotions, but you gotta you know bottle it up and you haven't earned that right. Yeah, to, growing to, up to, in my house, uh, if you ever showed any emotion, the old man would show you a little something he'd call his backhand. So but, why don't yeah. you pipe down? But in particular, the he, he hasn't earned that right. It's not just that he's the quarterback. It's not just that that he has that position on the team. They made him a captain. He's a captain on this football team. He's, he's, he's he had, liked in the locker room. He's he, a literally one of the leaders. Jacoby Myers says, "I'll go. I'll go to bat for that dude any day." He's a leader on this team. He has earned that right. 
to speak up, to be mad, be frustrated, what have you. He has earned that right. Now, whether or not he should be doing it all the time, that that's another issue. And there's actually a contrast between him and one of the quarterbacks that was taken in his vicinity in last year's draft, Justin Fields. Who always has shows like no, no emotion. He, he, has, he has absolutely like no pulse out there. He's just every play is the same. You see some frustration or emotion when he makes a big play. He's got some he's got some juice to his game, but there was a, an incident in the Bears game where Chase Claypool, the newly acquired wide receiver, went off and got frustrated and threw his helmet. And Justin Fields was asked about that after the game, and he was like, "Hey, look, you know, I talked to him about that. I mean, you, it's like it's that's not helping anybody. That's not going to do anything. It's just spreading everybody apart. We need to be here for each other. Stick, you know, here for each other. And that's what I'm like, huh? I wonder if if a little bit more of that mentality would help from Mac Jones in that scenario. What do you think about that when you hear that kind of quote? Yeah, I know it's a it's a great it's a great thought, and I I I want to. I want to not criticize, but sort of like empathize with Mac and rush to his defense at one moment, but also at the same time kind of let him know that like the more often you do this, the more people are going to start to think that you like to whine and that your behavior can be a little bit immature. And that's not the way you should represent yourself when you're trying to be a leader of men on the field in a game as difficult as football and when you're a member of the Patriots as well. Back I just the, get tired of the old heads sometimes. Yeah, I know. For sure. I know. And, and like, I think this definitely represents... Uh, a delineation between the two or, or a sort of like boomer millennial type of like, this is the way we used to do it. Okay, cool. Well, we don't always have to do it that way. Now. Okay, like, boomer. Yeah, exactly. It's such a literally, literally, literally an okay, an okay boomer, boomer moment. Uh, to the phones we go. Uh, Kelly out in Amherst. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm with you on a lot of the Mac stuff. Uh, I didn't really like the boomer take either. But I'll tell you, a minute ago, you guys were talking about this offensive coordinator situation. And I completely agree with the take that uh, there's something at least just to mention that it is since this Rooney rule, we haven't named a single offensive coordinator. Uh, I'm sorry. So it's not the Rooney rule, right? But it's the it new is. rule saying that you have to give a uh, person of color specifically for the, uh, not just head coach, but now for offensive coordinator, yeah, right? Yeah, so you, you, so have, you have to do it for coordinators. You have to have at least one candidate of color come in and interview from, from the outside. So you can't do something like, oh, yeah, Troy Brown interviewed for the offensive coordinator position. Right, right. And so what I'm thinking is this. I understand. I love Bill Belichick, and I understand perfectly well why it's a touchy subject and people might not want to bring it up. But I don't think that to say that he's maybe doing that on purpose necessarily means he's got any kind of a racial situation at all. I think it's just like this. We've seen many times in the past, Belichick just doesn't respect when they're trying to put rules on him. He's like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Screw your rules. He's gotten busted for it a few times. I think this is just another example of that. But I think that is exactly what he's doing. Yeah. A great call, Kelly. Thanks so much, my man. Enjoy. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, thank thank you so much. And yes, that that's that's what I think about it. Like I said, I don't think that there's anything nefarious about it. I mean, he had Brian Flores calling his defensive plays a little while ago, so it's not like he has anything against like you know people of color, black people calling plays on his team. Like I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that it is easier to to promote from within your pipeline. Because you don't have to go through the outside process. Because look, if, if he has to bring in Bill O'Brien or if he wants to bring in Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator, if Robert Kraft says, hire that guy as your offensive coordinator right now, then what's going to happen? He is going to interview 
everyone is going to know that he's the front runner for the job. Mm-hmm. And any other interview that happens is probably not. It's just to fulfill a requirement. Yeah, and that, that yeah, then it becomes a and, and then you get circus. Then somebody, anyone of any uh, ethnic distinction, color, different race, et cetera, walks in there knowing like, hi. I know I'm not going to get the job, but it's nice to get this on my resume. Thanks for helping me update my LinkedIn and being part of your Rooney Rule process. Bye. Yeah. And and the Patriots have not had to get looked at for that yet. That That's all I'm saying. And the thing is, look, it, in the end, if they want to continue to do it this way, they've got Troy Brown. They've got Ross Douglas in their pipeline. They've got Demarcus Covington in their pipeline i think that's probably what it is more than anything is that let's go ahead and keep it in-house and do it our way that's all they've been and by the way just in case anyone but, but maybe is your track that's yeah. all they do yeah and the thing the thing is it's it's legitimate to question is that way good enough for you to then just be like no we don't want outside ideas i feel like when it when it comes down to it I don't know that there's going to be a situation where, I mean, Bill Belichick can, can maybe put in a good word, but when he's gone, all bets are off. They could go mm-hmm. whatever direction that they want, and they don't have to do this anymore if they don't want they to. They might go a million different directions. Yeah. Things could be like whoever takes over after Bill Belichick, and I am long and one to believe that it will not be a hand-picked successor by Bill Belichick. Jonathan and Robert Kraft, largely Jonathan, I believe, and the Kraft family will pick the successor to Bill Belichick, not Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, in the end, that decision falls on them anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can he can say whatever he wants unless he is in, unless he decides to give up coaching and stay as the de facto general manager or what have you. And then he would, you know, sort of make the pick in in that way. But they're still going to have to they're still going to have to consider the route of going a completely different direction. So I don't know. I, I, I mentioned this to people at the Combine, and, and they immediately got touchy about it. Like, like oh, like, like I'm, I'm suggesting that like Bill Belichick is a racist. No, and it's like, no, no, no what no, are you no, talking no, about? No, don't, I, I don't want to make sure no. people don't think any insinuation or accusation is made or that that's the fundamental belief. I'm just it's saying just he wants to do it his way. Because of the, the way that the rules are. Yeah. And if anything, the Patriot way uh, is, it's, it's a picture of the flying Elvis with the navy white and red colors, but actually... It should be a picture of Bill Belichick from the Let's Party meme. That's truly the Patriot way, and it has been for quite some time. Back to the phones. Mark, all the way out in Oakland. Hello, Mark. How you doing? How you doing, guys? What's good? Not too much. So I wanted to touch on, you know, to quote him, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game, right? So no. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not rooting for the team to lose, per se. However, I do sort of take some, you know, some comfort in and do sort of agree with sort of the Loomerloney school of thought, which is, you know, if you lose, if they win, like, let's be honest, they're not going to win the Super Bowl or really not going anywhere. And the fact that they won, that they make the playoffs might allow Bill Belichick. And there's some, some fear that it might allow Bill Belichick to feel like, everything's copacetic and there's nothing that needs to be addressed. And that's concern. You know, like it's, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, during the Cam Newton year, when they beat the Jets, um, uh, you know, you know Keith took some flack for on Twitter going on saying, you know, that that was the worst, worst win they've had in years <laughs> because at that point that the, if they had lost, 
like they would have gone, they would have fallen further down, you know, down the draft mm-hmm. pool. Mm-hmm. And by winning, it actually made them, you know, it actually put them in the middle of the pack, which was useless to their future and actually was counterproductive. And that's where I think we're in a really dangerous spot right now in terms of the Patriots, you know, success and future. Like they are in a spot right now where if they win, even a little bit of success could allow the coaching staff to say, okay, things are okay. And they're just not. If you, if you're looking at this from a, you know, an overall standpoint, you know, it's just, it's not like that things are not, you know, the way they should be. This was not a Patriot like year. I mean, I, and I know without Brady, that's, you know, you can't really, you can't go back to oh Patriot. Like we're not, but you do understand that, Maybe winning, like, isn't necessarily the best thing overall. Do I root for them to lose? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that, you know, overall, big picture, maybe losing might be better, you know, may, might be a better reality check. It's a good call, Mark. Yeah. Thanks very much, and a good New Year to you. Winning as winning and getting into the playoffs and having a little more success as validation of what they have undertaken from an offensive structure this year. Concern you, yay or nay? Nay, because I think everybody's got to know that this is a complete mess. And if they make it, you know, if they they win, if they win and get into the playoffs or back into the playoffs or what have you, the reason is going to be because of the defense. It's not going to be because the offense was very good. We've seen this offense has had millions of chances to get better, and they're just about as as dysfunctional as they were when the year started, when they were in in training camp. They have not gotten better. There's no way they can stick with this, so I'm not worried about that. One quick point. Yep. Right now, the New England Patriots are slotted for the 22nd overall pick at 8-8. Eight and eight. The 22nd overall pick, the Justin Jefferson slot. Of course, they were 23 in 2020 yeah. and traded back. That's uh, 20, yeah. 22. So it could adjust slightly. Yes. They're, they're at mo- what, maybe they'd go to like 18, but if they win the game and get to the playoffs, they could be like mid-20s. There's so, still an impact player that can be found in that, yes. in that slot for of, the Patriots. Of course. The question is, do they actually take that player? Or do they decide they want to trade out of it? Which or do is they like, shock that would the world and... Trade up, which is, I mean, mm. yeah, I don't see that happening. But here's the thing. If they were to lose, you're looking at the potential of a mid-teens pick here. Because you you probably can't get into the top. I mean, no, I think at this point you can't get into the top ten. But all all the other eight and eight teams, starting with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's fifteenth at eight and eight. So if you end up eight and nine, you could float in there. Tony in Worcester wants to talk Belichick. Hi, Tony. Hi, how are you? How you doing, buddy? All right. Good. Hey, um, I just want to talk about the game next week. Um, Am I correct in assuming that the Bills don't really have an incentive to put this, to, you know, put the whole team on the field next week? Right. As of right they now, win. they do. As of right now, they well, absolutely what? do. Yeah. Yeah. But if they win tonight, they won't. I mean, I don't think they will. Because yeah, they I will because they'll right they'll tonight. still be battling with Kansas City That's for the, for issue, the number Tony. one overall overall seed because they have the well, same record. No, they got they got if they win to, to, tonight, they clinch the uh, first seed. No, no, they don't. Sir. No, no, because Kansas City and the Bills would have the same record if they win tonight, and then they are going to they will have to win next week in order to maintain that. Oh, uh, I got misinformed. So I'm 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 just sticking it out there because yeah. I think if the, even if the Bills even if the Bills wanted to win 
they wouldn't because it would be really neat for them to have the pass in the first round, I think. <laughs> oh, so maybe next week. Okay, pretty. that's a fun one, Tony. Vengeance, Thank you for the call. Vengeance so that we could beat you down you in the So in the we'll drop card. to the two slot so we can play the seven seed, which would be the Patriots. So we'll rope-a-dope you. We'll let you win next week like, oh, you got us, and then just absolutely yeah, clean their clock the, like they did last January again. The problem, oh, is, how the pro- cruel would it be? The problem is the Patriots are small potatoes. They don't care about the Patriots. No, they no. care about the Chiefs. They care about they Arizona. The That's the only thing Buffalo cares about is getting back to uh, to right the wrong of 13 seconds, last year's incredible yeah. divisional round game they, against they the Chiefs, and finally winning the Super Bowl. They don't want to go back to Arrowhead. Two years in a row, they've lost down there. Their season has ended there. They don't want to do that again. They want teams coming to Orchard Park to play. And we want you to stick around for last call. Coming up in just a few minutes here on Fitzy and Kyrie's Monday afternoon Patriots extravaganza with Mark Dondero taking the baton from us in just a few minutes here on WEEI. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Things here on Fitzy and Kyrie, Patriots Monday on WEI. Our pal Mark Dundero will be taking over in just a couple of minutes. He's got you from 6 to 7.30. And then, of course, we will throw it to Westwood One's coverage of Monday Night Football. A huge game in the playoff structure in the AFC, American Football Conference, with the Cincinnati Bengals visiting Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh... 
Huge game. Absolutely yeah. huge game. I'm sure all eyeballs regionally will be on that game because, of course, like we were just talking about with Tony and Worcester and others throughout the course of the day today, Buffalo wins. Then they want to beat the Patriots next week to lock down the number one seed, get a week off, and also, not like like you said, not have to go to Arrowhead, not have to go on the road, and have the AFC run through Buffalo. If they lose tonight, then all of a sudden it's Kansas City's number one seed, and will they sit people? Will they start people? How's that going to work yeah. out against the Pats? And then you would have the Bengals, in theory, taking over the number – well, they would take over the number two seed because of the head-to-head, right? So that mm-hmm. So the Bengals would have that matchup. And so then they would become the number two seed and Buffalo would become the number three. Now, I've seen some people suggest, oh, yeah, with that in mind, they're going to rest their starters and, and what have you. The Chargers, I, I, I know that the, the Chargers can't catch up in, in this scenario. So they would be a short a top three seed. So, OK, let, let we don't have to worry about that. But I would say this. Would you then want to basically be like, okay, fine, we're the number one, we're the number three seed, we're locked in? You're not necessarily locked into that. Things could happen mm-hmm. the following Sunday where you could maybe get the number one seed back, and then you wouldn't have to go to Cincinnati and Kansas City potentially. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see a scenario in which Buffalo is going to be like, oh yeah, we're cool, we'll go ahead and 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 you know limp into the postseason, licking our wounds with a third seed. Let's go ahead and rest our guys and lose to the Patriots. It'll be fine. I, I just feel like we're trying way too hard to invent scenarios in which the Bills are not going to care about this. This is last year's version of like Josh Allen gets numb toes. He doesn't like the cold wind. Yeah, so much so that they didn't punt and they absolutely kicked the crap out of the Patriots. Oh, Bart Scott's like, yeah, take Viagra warm up those toes like come on please like we were yeah we're- trying to find ways like you said invent ways find ways to convince ourselves that they had a chance or that this game was theirs whereas now it's sort of like ah, most of us think that they aren't going to win i'm just trying to give myself yeah. hope because i don't want to not look forward to the game and think i'm just heading to certain disaster or that this entire week is going to be like the incinerator scene in toy story 3 <laughs> oh my god that that's still that's <laughs> just still to like, go for a deep pull man that that's good oh that's tough but hey, they got out of that in the end. So, ah, so, uh, see, yeah, yeah there we go. Spoilers for anybody who didn't see that movie. Um, but look, I, I think in the end, if you're going to do this, if you're going to win, you're going to have to win for real. Like, I'm sorry, I just do not believe under any circumstances at this point in the time. If, oh, if I'll take a botched call, I'll take a fail. Yeah, Mary. I'll tell. I, if listen, if we want to have the equivalent of the Chandler Jones, Jacoby Myers play, but have it go the other way. But yeah, I, I mean, get. look, look in the end, right? If you're going to be in this then you got to accept the fact that sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. The Patriots have had some some crap luck of oh, late. For so sure. you would definitely take some luck on the other side of things because that's what it's that's what it's going to take. They're going to need to do everything right and they're going to need Buffalo to screw it up. Like let's be completely real about this. Time now for last call. Last call is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's Cars with a K, dot com or 1 877 Cars for Kids. Obviously, the Bruins picked up a big win earlier today in the Winter Classic. 3 2, your final. Jake DeBrusque, two goals for the Bees. Wow, too bad for you, John Henry. And man, Jake DeBrusque absolutely must not be a fan of Bruce Cassidy. Last night, unfortunately, though, on the road, 
The Celtics' first loss in a couple of years against the Denver Nuggets and the Joker. Jokic is something else. But the game will be long remembered more for the fact that the Time Lord went up for a dunk, hung on the rim, bent it, and there was a 40-minute delay in the game. Great for social media, fodder on sports radio. Yeah, so you see the level on the rim? Love it. People using iPhones to level off the rim. Not a big fan of the way it was handled. Celtics star Jalen Brown. No, nah, it was no communication. No, obviously the rim got, I guess, a little bit leveled to the left or whatever. And they spent all that time to trying to fix it. But when we came back, it still looked like it wasn't even level, in, in my opinion. So it was like, you know, we just wasted all that time. It has an effect on the game. That's how injuries and stuff happen. And luckily, that didn't. But, you know, that, was, that wasn't good. The whole process was handled poorly, um, in my opinion. And, then, and that... You know, had an effect on the game as well. Uh, but um, luckily, nobody got hurt. Yeah, the players got iced by the bent rim and the effort to fix it. Do you think they should have just said, ah, the hell with it. We'll just play with it. We're going to play carnival rules. We're going to we're gonna do it traveling fair style. My thing is, don't they got spares? Yeah, I no, mean, like, like, there have been... <laughs> there, there have been... Yeah. Just take the rim out and go get... There's got to be a spare Yeah, rim. because, I mean, like, there the used hey, to be Pepsi back... Hey, Pepsi Center, in... spare rim, please, to the front, please, in the Pepsi Center, the rim department. I mean, if it was causing you that much trouble, I feel like you've got to have a spare. Because, look, it used to be back in the day, rim, rims you know, would get bent or just the glass would break. Right, mm-hmm. so like in that eventuality, you got to have another one, right? I mean, right. I know Chocolate that hasn't Thunder happened. Chocolate Thunder goes up for the dunk, and next thing you know, you got shattered glass everywhere. Yeah, and Can't I imagine Jalen would be too happy about yeah, that. Yeah, and and I know that hasn't happened in a while because they like changed the composition of the backboards. But I'm just I'm just feeling like if if all else fails, just get a new one, man. Like, and it, it'll it'll be nice and level, and nobody's gonna have to complain about it. No one's got to sit around for 40 minutes. You know what it kind of reminded me of, and obviously it wasn't this scope of game, but the Super Bowl. Between the Raiders uh, and the, the 49ers, when the lights went out, the Harbaugh. The, yeah, the yeah the uh, the Raiders. Yeah, the the Beyonce the took the pi- the power out in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. Power yeah, that from, was power from the street wow, lights. Wow, what a great memory! That was dark, crazy. You know what else was crazy today? Today's program. No, it wasn't. It was just rock solid, fundamentally sound, and a good football chat. You can follow him at Katie Thompson Five. Read his musings at weei.com. You can hear him on the Six Rings postgame show next week following Bills and Patriots. And, of course, subscribe, rate, review, and share the First and Foxborough podcast. I'll be back a couple times this week with Andy Hart and company on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. And we will next speak after a crazy holiday schedule here at WEEI on Sunday, 4 o'clock or so, Six Rings and Football Things postgame show with Andy Hart. Will we be talking about the end of the Patriots season or the continuation with some bonus ball in the 2022 season playoffs? Don't forget tomorrow, Greg Hill Show, 6 a.m., the debut of Gresham Fourier at 10 a.m., and, of course, Arcand and Mego tomorrow at 2, and then the Ooh. debut of the Rich Keefe Show getting, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. It's getting wild. It's getting wild up in here. Thank you very much. Good job, Mr. Braverman. Nice job, Kyrie. Mark Dondero coming up next here on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.